This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, presented by McConnell Automotive on Sports Radio 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the WNSP app. The Dew Sweepers is also brought to you by the Taylor Martino Rowan Law Firm, Stokely Garden Express, Taco Mama, and Strixon Cleveland Golf. Now, stepping up to the tee, here's Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Dew Sweepers. I'm your host, Tony Ruggiero, here on the Dew Sweeper Lesson Tee, as I am each and every week, bringing you the best equipment experts, mental coaches, the best teachers, all from around the world of the Golf Magazine Top 100 or the Golf Digest Top 50 list, uh, bring it, you know, bringing you club fitters, insight from players and also from time to time we'll sprinkle in a pga tour insider, or somebody with information about what's going on in the world of golf we're here on the dew sweepers as we have been said this the other week for 20 years i think this is the, the i've been doing this show from the panhandle of florida to wnsp here in mobile alabama in between on uh, pga tour radio sirius and xm and look so grateful and thankful to have been doing it this long so thankful to be still reaching golfers out there and having folks come see us that listen to us on the Dew Sweepers. Um, we're going to keep bringing people to help you play better. And this week, uh, it's no different. It's no different. We're going to bring you the very best. But before we get into that, look, you know, just like, you know, when you're looking for a golf instructor and you're trying to figure out how to get better at your game, I mentioned the Golf Magazine Top 100 and the Golf Digest Top 50 list. Like I think those are great resources to because the people that put those together go to great pains to sift through and sort through and figure out like, hey, who who are the people that are the best at what they do, right? You would start with those lists to see if there's anybody close to you. That would be where you'd start, right? Well, if you're looking for a lawyer, because like I hope you don't need one, but chances are in our society, you know, with the way it is, you're gonna at some point you're gonna need a lawyer. Right. And if, if you if you've been wronged, if you've been in a car accident, if if you're entitled to something, you need to recover damages, whatever it is, you want to go to the person that's the best. And it's just like finding a you, you want to go to the Golf Digest top 50 of lawyers. Right. Well, let me tell you who's number one on that list. That number one on that list, top of best lawyers is Taylor Martino and our boy Ed Rowan. If you want to go see Ed Rowan, if you need a lawyer and you need you need to have damages recovered you want to have the best why he's got the best experts he's got the most resources behind him just like butch Harmon in golf digest he's he's had the most success he's won the most cases he's recovered the most for his for his people right and i know personally from watching him here at dew sweepers downtown he's got the most passion the most commitment and the most fire uh, the only thing he loves more than golf and his family is i mean heck is winning cases for you. So give our folks at Taylor Martino and Rowan, Ed Rowan, a call at 251-433-3131. That's 251-433-3131 for Taylor Martino and Rowan. If you need a lawyer, please take it from the Dew Sweeper. Give them a call and check them out. Uh, we're going to get into some uh, tips and some help for you. we got a great show and lined up for you. want to remind all of you it is junior golf season, uh, whether it's the Southeast and Junior Tour, the Jimmy Green Tour locally is going on strong. Um, I think we sponsored an event there the past couple weeks. Uh, look, lots of junior golf. We've got our world-famous VIP junior camps. Uh, they're an experience, folks. Your opportunity for your junior, your child, to come train with people from the PGA Tour, myself, 
Wayne Flint, Colby Tuye, Dr. Greg Carton, uh, Mark Hackett, Morgan Hale, all of these folks that are the very best at what they do. Dr. Scotland, one of the top biomechanics experts in the world. They're all at these camps to give your child access to all of the information that they would need. And it's not like they have all the info dumped on them, but it, we, we figure out what they need to expose them to, to help them reach greatness. Okay. And we do that. Uh, and then they, we all eat together. We cook out together. Then they get to play and compete on the golf course with PGA tour players, corn Ferry tour players, real professional players. They get to be teammates with them. They get to have them as partners. It's a phenomenal experience. So I want to encourage all of you. And look, if you're an adult saying, heck, I wish there was one for me. Well, there is. We have that experience available for you too this summer. Go to dosweepersgolf.com. That's dosweepersgolf.com and click on the stuff about our junior camps. Trust me, if you've got a junior, the first one, June 27th to 29th, is full. You can get on the waiting list. So there's oftentimes a drop or an ad late. But June 27th to 9th full. But we've got July July 7th to 9th. We've also got one up in Philadelphia. Uh, look, great experience for your kid to travel with us, learn from us, be a PGA Tour player, learn what it's like to prepare and play at the highest level. Um, we got a lot of content out there, folks, obviously always on Instagram at the do sweeper, but I'm super pumped and proud of the, of the content series that, um, we're doing with Bushnell called pro work. It's on the Bushnell YouTube. There's also the latest episode on our YouTube. For, just go to at the do sweeper on our YouTube channel or type in pro work and you'll find it's unbelievable. It's, it, it shows you what it's like behind the scenes, one-on-one, myself, Colby Touye, working with golfers of different skill levels. In fact, we even had one. We had a golfer pick up like 17 yards with a 7-iron. Crazy things, crazy speed, but more importantly, become better players and more functional players. So check out Pro Work on uh, uh, on YouTube, okay? And we're now going to go to the Shrixon Cleveland Golf Zexio Tip of the Week. Had this question actually come the other day on the golf course. I was over at the Preserve uh, with a couple of my good college players, and we were talking about the need to hit in-between shots, okay? And, if you, and, and I think this is important when you practice because most golfers I see, they go to the range and they just hit their 7-irons, 9-irons, 8-irons, 5-irons, and they hit them full. And they may kind of know how far they go. They have an idea, and they know how far they carry. But, like, if you hit your 7-iron 160 yards, how often do you get 160 yards to a hole? Well, you you have to know how to carry at different distances. I think very few golfers understand that, nor do they practice it. I do it all the time. You can, in fact, on the latest episode of Pro Work on YouTube, you can see us go through that with the Bushnell Launch Pro with a a game that we play where – you know, we're telling this student, uh, his name's Jason, like, hey, you've got 165 to this flag, but you can't carry it more than 160, and it can't be left, right? You've got to learn to hit shots, specific numbers at specific targets. And to do that, you have to know how to take distance off of clubs because – and I think that's a missing art. I think that's something most golfers don't know how to do. And I'm going to show you – tell you – I'm going to explain to you the three ways you can do this, okay? The first way is you can shorten the – or lengthen the lever, which means you can choke up or down the club. Okay, that's the first thing I always tell folks. Lots of times when folks choke choke down on clubs, sometimes they'll actually hit it a hair further because they hit it more solid. But the first thing you can do is choke up or down. The second thing you can do 
is to shorten the swing, okay? You can shorten the length of the swing back and shorten the length of the swing through, okay? So you can choke up or down, shorten the length of the swing, shorten the arc. And the third thing you can do is is take speed off of it. I think taking speed off of the swing, taking speed off of the arm swings is the hardest to do. I think that's the hardest to do, especially as you get to, for any level of player, tour players included. But I think that's the hardest to do, especially for recreational players that don't practice a great deal. Or the fourth would be to do a variation of all of that. So I encourage each of you to go out, take your Bushnell Launch Pro, shoot a, use your rangefinder, shoot a tree, whatever it is. But figure out when you choke down on a club and you take the club only back shoulder height, how far does it carry versus regular? Go practice this. Do this. Do this exercise. You will be shocked at how handy it comes on the golf course. Learn to hit in between shots. Develop two or three, four different yardages for each club. And you'll find as you navigate yourself around the golf course that it comes in handy, that you have more shots, that your scoring opportunities are better. And that, my friends, do sweepers out there, is the Shrixon Cleveland Golf Tip of the Week. And, um, I mean, just practice that, folks. I'm telling you, it comes in handy. It's great stuff, great info for you there. Uh, once again, uh, we've got all kinds of specials on, on Cleveland wedges here. We've got plenty in stock. You can come in and get them. Uh, we've also got, if you're needing golf fitness, obviously Morgan Hale is the one here. Uh, lots of great stuff going on at Dew Sweepers downtown here at 1100 Dolphin Street. That's right behind Red or White, right behind the uh, the – WNSP in the zoo studios. Uh, you can park in their parking lot. We're right underneath the stairs, but we've got vineyard vines, dew sweepers, t-shirts. We've got Cleveland wedges. We've got custom fitting. Uh, we've got golf balls, gloves on sale, whatever you need to play your best is always available for you at dew sweepers golf and at dew sweepers downtown. Once again, follow us on all our social channels. You're missing out. If you don't go check out the YouTube stuff, not only is pro work on there, but there's also, there's always daily, uh, you know, there's daily things that I put up there of, of scenes and exercises and things that you can learn from from my day to day teaching. It's behind the scenes, inside the ropes. Do, at, go to at the Dew Sweeper on YouTube. But we got a great show for you as we do, going on 20 years here on the Dew Sweepers. Appreciate all of you listening in. I'm Tony Ruggiero. The Dew Sweepers Golf Show is going to be right back with more help for your golf game. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. Welcome back into the Dew Sweepers, everybody. Once again, I'm your host, Tony Ruggiero. I'm your host, not your toast. I mean, I guess I could be to- Anyways, Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweeper Lesson T, as I am each and every week bringing you the best instructors, mental coaches, uh, performance coaches, fitness experts, uh, whatever it is you need to play better golf, you've got it here on the Dew Sweepers Lesson T. And joining me now is my good friend, one of the great teachers in the game from over in Atlantic Beach Country Club, uh, just down I-10 about. I don't know, three and a half hours or four hours, so for five hours from us. Uh, I'm trying to think how far it was. Jackson Court at Jackson K Golf on Instagram. Give him a follow. Jackson, what's up, buddy? Tony, 
How you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for sitting in for these couple segments today and, and helping golfers. And hey, we're doing good, doing good. We're in the middle of summer, as you know. I know you got a hair of a break there with a little bit of verification. But uh, yeah, junior golfers uh, starting big summer stuff, which I think is obviously more important than the high school season in the realm of college recruiting and so forth. You've got college players kicking off. I've got a couple in town, and man, like it's like being a professional golfer these days. <laughs> you know, college players playing every week. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and then you've got your you got young pros, and then you've got and then obviously with the summer stuff, you've got invitationals and scratch tour stuff, and you've got then you just got recreational golfers with the daylight being extra. So everybody's playing golf. What about you? Yeah, yeah, um, we got a lot going on over here too. I think. Um... Oh wait a minute, hold on. This is the first time you've been on since Baby Maisie. Yeah, that's a good point too. New dew sweeper in the world. <laughs> yeah, I've already gotta... I've already signed her up for the twenty thirty eight VIP Junior. <laughs> yeah, you get it. I'm already working on her short game. I've already ordered her a Bushnell wingman. <laughs> the cl- new clip one. We can put it on the crib. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> Congratulations yep. from all of us here. Obviously, Yvonne and I, you know, uh, but uh, man, what a cool thing. So happy for you and Abby and uh, baby Maisie coming to a junior camp 15 years from now. Yeah, that's right, man. It's been awesome. So thank you, T. Have we got her any uh, Cleveland wedges yet? No, actually. <laughs> I need to get her a putter first, I think. I think we ought to go to mid bounce. I'll call Chip yep. and find out. Right. Mid bounce, face bounce, putter. Yeah. Well, so our topic today is we're going to talk about you know uh, the commonalities. You've had the you you're around a bunch of really good players. You've been around a bunch of great players. You're teaching so many good up and coming professionals. Uh, so you see things that they have in common, right? And and mm-hmm. I and I do the same in in my travels and. Uh, Let's talk about what some of those commonalities are. And, and because I think that, like, I always tell folks, especially like your high school players, your 15 handicappers, and they could learn a lot about how to get better just by watching and paying attention to the things that really good players do. Mm-hmm. What, what are some yeah, of those I, things you see? You know, I love this topic. And I think we were, you and I were talking about it on the phone the other day when we were discussing. Um, one of your future stars, but you had used uh, Smiley as a good example. You had used Lucas as a great example. And I think kind of Bill and Andy both fit the fit the bill for this as well. But, you know, like in my time getting to observe you and Lucas, obviously I was around Lucas a little bit, not near as much as you, but, you know, every now and then something pops up that you got to work on. But I think he had a very good understanding of the three things that you guys were working on. Mm -hmm. And he really didn't deviate from those three, right? He had an understanding of those. He knew kind of what to look for, how to work on it. And then he also understood obviously what was going on with the, with the golf ball. If one of those was slipping where a lot of juniors or amateurs as well on the lesson T, you know, they may hit a bad shot and I love kind of taking it slow in the beginning of the lesson where they hit a good one and they're pumped up, they hit a bad one, and they throw out an excuse or, or why it, you know, a swing fault. They hit another bad one, and it's a completely different swing fault. And most of the time, uh, 
they're not even close to correct, mm-hmm. right? Now, th- that could be a little bit of vulnerability there on the lesson tee with somebody who's watching you, but I think uh, if the coach is doing their job correctly, those players should have an understanding like a Lucas Glover of what they're doing and how to improve it so that it's not uh, cluttered up in their mind. They've got some clarity. They know what to do and how to do it. And I think a big thing of that is obviously the understanding, but keeping it simple so that they, they can do it on the golf course, which is obviously our challenge. hundred percent. And, and, you know, as you were going through that and as we've talked about, you know, we, Obviously, if you've been doing it a long time, you have students that do things better than others, and you remember them. And I, and I, the first player that I ever had where I really noticed how good they were at this was Robbie Shelton. Mm-hmm. And and I can remember the first time I gave Robbie a golf lesson at Rock. It was at Rock Creek, actually, across the bay, and and he was going into ninth grade or just in ninth grade, and. Uh, I mean, you know, the questions he asked, the things when he looked at the video, and then I remember seeing him like two months later. He wasn't ever a big lesson taker. Two months later, and I asked him what he was working on, and he could he was like it was like you're transported back two months, and he was working on exactly the same two things. Yeah. And that was like, you know, that was the first experience, you know, uh, I thought Bobby Wyatt did a great job doing it as well, but, but Shelton in particular was masterful at that. And I think that, uh, uh, you know, and I think just from a personal note, when we got where we had, didn't have the ability to keep him doing that, I think that's when we kind of lost him and what, you know, we got off track and what we did and he had to go do some other stuff. But, you know, I think that's key for a teacher and a, uh, uh, and a student to be able to do yeah. that, to have success. Yeah. And kind of along that note too, I think I've got two things is I've noticed that good players and um, obviously it's hard to do in a, on a lesson sometimes because you're always trying to work on something and improve something, but it's uh, also a good thing to, to pick out what they do well mm-hmm. so that they understand maybe what it looks like when they're swinging good and just kind of how to go back to that. Like it doesn't always have to be like, well, this is wrong and this is what we're working on. And then, you know, that you come back for another lesson and you're working on something completely different. I think it's an understanding like, Hey, I've got a strong club face because of my grip. So I need to set up like this so that I can hit cuts. Well then, it, you know, it always kind of like, it's like driving between the guardrails and it just looks somewhere close to that. It doesn't have to be perfect and you're not chasing perfection, but understanding that this is what it looks like when you're playing good or you have some control over your golf ball and then going back to that. And I think that's also helpful for, for maybe your average Joes who um, I think like to make the golf swing more complex than it is. Right. You know, so um and good players do that very well, right? I think they understand what it looks like when it's good. And kind of on that note, this is more of a, a clip to Andy Ogletree, is he's very good at discerning information. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, like, you could tell him the right thing or something that would help him, but he knows that he might not be able to do it or it doesn't work for him 
And I think he's able to take, like, strip down the information, take the good, use it, and then kind of leave the bad and go away, you know, not let it bother him or or maybe infiltrate his mind in, in a harmful way on a lesson T, which <clears throat> I think recreational players, uh, it's a skill that they should be able to learn as they go and they, they kind of know their motion, especially sticking with an instructor, which might be another topic for another day well we've got i think those two things knowing what they do good and then being able to discern that information well and we've got another segment and we can go deeper into you know staying with and when when it's time to leave and so forth i think would actually be great conversation and 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 also helpful to folks out there but jackson before we go for this segment i know you're going to come right back let everybody know how to find you in case they can't wait all the way to the end of the next segment (laughs) yeah best ways through instagram at jackson k golf uh, feel free to shoot me a message or video or anything on there. And I'm also on Skillist. I do some online lessons. And I think I'm going to ramp that up again a little bit this summer, T. So awesome. um, we're going to be doing some more Skillist lessons. That's fantastic. Great stuff. Awesome online stuff. You have access to the best teachers anywhere now and through Skillist with uh, Jackson Court. I'm on there as well. Uh, check out at Jackson K Golf. Uh, that's Jackson Court. He's going to come right back. But I'm Tony Ruggiero, and I want to remind you everything you need to play better golf. It's available for you at DoSweepersGolf.com. Especially information on our now world-famous VIP junior camps and retreats. Uh, We've got three of them this summer. You're going to see Jackson K. Golf there at them as well. So uh, if you've got a junior, and and we've got actually one in July where we're going to have parents uh, or adults and kids. We've got, uh, because we've had such a request from adults that want to have the same experience. So go to DoSweepersGolf.com. And I'm Tony Ruggiero. The DoSweepers Golf Show is going to be right back with more help for your golf game. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Keep it in the fairway with Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. Welcome back into the Dew Sweepers, everybody. Once again, I'm your host, Tony Ruggiero, here on the Dew Sweeper Lesson T. Want to remind everybody out there, everything you need to play better golf is available for you at DeweSweepersGolf.com, especially at DeweSweepers downtown, 1100 Dolphin Street. Also, don't want to forget, if you want to keep your yard looking good, if you want it to look like Augusta, or you want it to look like L.A. Country Club is going to look like in a week, you got to go to Stokely's Midtown Garden Center. They've got the best experts. I, I was very impressed going in there, buying some flowers, uh, potted plants for the front porch and for the back deck. Uh, it just, you know, one, how nice, friendly, and helpful the people were, but also the knowledge and the ability to help guide you for what's the correct plant, what's going to be with the right sunlight, just the selection and the price. And then on top of that, Blaine Stokely's just one of the great guys out there. He's a huge supporter of the Dew Sweepers. He plays Shrixon clubs. What more do you need to say? So check out Stokely's Midtown Garden Center right there at the Loop on Government. Now back to my good friend and one of the great teachers, Jackson Court at Jackson K Golf from down at Atlantic Beach. And Jackson, we were talking a good bit about, you know, commonalities and, and things that, that we could learn from what good players do and, and so on and so forth. And, and, uh, you know, you were talking a little bit. We had kind of ended with 
talk a little bit about Andy Ogletree uh, and about his understanding and his ability to process. Uh, and and I think you could also, but you could also say to what we started the segment about their ability to stick with a couple things. I, mean, I think in the last year, Andy would tell you that. I mean, I think one of the reasons he's had success is he's stuck with the same things. And understanding that week in, week out, you don't always do them. And you, you know, the other thing that I think is important is that you don't have to do things perfectly to play good golf. Like, you know, you don't have to fix oh, yeah. your entire golf. I think that gets lost on people. I think they think, oh, if I don't ever get this, I mean, you know, I'm not going to play any good until X, Y, or Z happens. And that's just not the case. You don't have to make perfect golf swings to to play good golf. Yeah, so – Funny that you bring that up. Actually, your boy Mason Williams O, the Italian. Mason O. <laughs> um, so we had a really good conversation not that long ago after, you know, they didn't make it through. This was before regionals, so it was after conference, after they didn't they didn't win conference. They lost in the finals match play. He had said this both the fall and the spring semester, he had felt more prepared with every aspect of his game, both semesters. He's like, every tournament I went to, I know I would like what I was doing, what the ball was doing. I was prepared across the board. He said, for some reason that obviously like he didn't, how do I say this? What was he? So he, it changed his expectations Mm -hmm. to where he didn't score as good as when he wasn't playing good or wasn't as prepared. Like when he wasn't, he's, he, he is very good at breaking down his game, but he had said when he's not as prepared, he doesn't have as high of expectations and doesn't feel like he has to hit perfect golf shots. Mm-hmm. But when he's super prepared and he knows he's hitting it good and it's not perfect like this, there's this like cycle where he would continue to put more pressure on himself as a tournament would go on. I think that was very interesting to hear. Obviously, from my perspective, like good that we had him prepared, but then how can he start to play maybe without that pressure, without those expectations when he feels super prepared? And I think you hear it a lot, like Tiger talked about it, you know, out of the 80, whatever, 81 or 82 tournaments that he's won, he felt like he had his A game in two of them or three of them. You remember that post came out a while back. All right, well, like, okay, so if Tiger's saying that, and like Justin Thomas talks about it a lot, right? He knows how to win with his B or C game, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I used to work for tribes back in the day and tribes caddied for worked with and caddied for Casey Wittenberg mm-hmm. the year that tiger won the players. Casey played with him on Saturday and played well enough to be with him on the final group again on Sunday, which is saying something about playing with, Tiger Saturday in a big event. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday. And Tiger said, or Shribe said that Tiger won that week with two golf shots. He had a snap hook and he had a high slice. And he he said he would bank it. He said he would bank it against the winds and use it with the curves of the fairways to hit fairways. He said, then his irons weren't as bad off the tee, but he basically hit like a low draw and a high right shot into each pin location and won the golf tournament with two golf shots. Yeah. And so I don't care if you play a 20 yard slice, if you're a 20 handicap, right? 
who cares? You have predictability over your golf ball. Then I think what you should do is prioritize your practice and structure your plan Mm -hmm. so that, okay, I know when I work, when I go to the range, I'm going to work on two drills, three drills, a feel, something that's going to slowly start to eliminate the slice. And it might eliminate it on the range, but then you get back under pressure on the golf course, and I guarantee you it's going to rear its head again. Mm -hmm. So then you just have to learn how to take that one thing to the golf course, and over time it should get better. You know, I had a lesson with – now I'm going on a rant. I had a lesson with a guy two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. uh, Latin American uh, tour status. This is my first lesson with him, and, you know, he's about to leave for – a couple months to go play Canada. And um, so I wasn't going to mess him up right before he leaves. Right. And you've learned, we had a really good conversation, but he had said that one swing change typically takes him a year to 18 months. One swing change. Impressive. But that's, but that's like how few people, Listening to you and I get that. Right? No, uh, and, and think about it. This guy's out there every day working on it for three, four hours a day on the range and then goes and plays golf every day. And then we've got Joe Schmo coming to the range. He wants his, wants his whole swing to look better in an hour. Like, right. let's just understand what, what your swing is and what it's doing to the golf ball. Let's figure out one thing and take the Drano pill where you stick to the program. And uh, learn how to play with a twenty-yard slice off the tee. It's okay. Wow. You know what? What happens when you got trouble left and right? And where do you go? And what do you do? And learn how to play with that, and slowly minimize it over time. Well, you'll love this story. Um, about three minutes left or so, or two and a half. Uh, I had a guy in the other day. I've taught for a while, and generally, when I say how you've been playing, he's somewhere between seventy-eight and eighty-two. And every now and then, it's oh, I shot seventy-four. So you know, good player. And he's like, okay. my golf's been terrible. I was like, okay. He goes, I shot 102. 102. Whoa. Seriously? Yeah. And I said, well, well, how do you shoot 102? I don't know where it's going. I mean, it's, you know, sound like what you're saying Tiger did. You know, he's left-handed, big left or big right. And, I, and, and then I've known, the, you know, teaching this guy while he's always talking about technical. And it's, well, do you think I'm doing enough doing this? And, yeah. and so for an hour, I made him stand there hit big hit him hit hooks and big slices yep right and it he i mean he didn't hit one out of play right i mean mm-hmm. every one of them would have been you i kept saying would you shoot 102 from there <laughs> no right and and again right. i think but i think that's a great lesson that like sometimes uh sometimes you got to focus on the shot you're trying to hit and i think that the best players in the world are great at taking a lesson you talked about Andy, uh, you know, I think Robbie was that way. Obviously, Lucas was that way. Smiley in the day was really good at that, like taking what they needed and then going to pl- – and then, then playing golf when they were playing golf. And then yes. it, I don't know that the recreational player and the junior golfer is great at taking a lesson or going to practice and then playing golf with whatever they have. Hmm. Yeah, probably not. Well, I mean, and I think that's our job to help them get better. Agreed. Right? Yeah. 
and help them understand what you know. And I think the other thing too, I've seen you with players and like sometimes explaining to a student that like, hey, in the short term, I need you know what? Maybe the best shots to hit this low cut off the tee. Now, long term, right. you're going to be able to hit it both ways, and this, that, and the other. But you know, for the next few weeks, while you're going through some of these things, teeing it low and hitting this bullet cut's not maybe that's maybe that's not the for scoring. Maybe that's not the worst thing to do. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I think one thing that I've started doing at the end of lessons is actually making the person swing like their old move. And, you know, yeah. I like to call it movement patterns, like where they get up there. I'm just thinking so clearly of a lesson that I had the other day, right? <clears throat> this guy would, like, shift his hip. He's a right-handed player, so he'd shift his hips over his right foot off the golf ball. Couldn't turn, so he'd, like, roll his arms and lift them, right? So he'd get open, and he'd swing across it and swipe it. And I'm talking, he did an awesome job in the – hour we worked where he was staying more centered he just basically he was like man it feels like i'm swinging like john Rahm, right where it was like super deep but in his left wrist was bowed it wasn't even close to that but that was his feel right so okay at the beginning here at the end we had him swing like his old pattern and then we had him like imitate his new feel right where it was like different hips and a little bit different arm in the backswing and so he got a he actually did an awesome job where he boiled it down to one feel. He's like, man, this is kind of what I feel in the backswing. And then he was like, when I do this, this is what happens to the golf ball. And when I don't, this is what happens to the golf ball. He said it. And it was like one of my favorite moments I've had in a while. And so he understood that if he didn't have that feel, he hit this right golf ball. Right. And like, he understood that like, even if it started left and curved over there to the right, or if it was one of those wounded ducks that, started right and went right. He's like, yep, same thing. I get it now. And then all of a sudden he started striping some drivers and he hit a couple that were like curving left. Mm. And he was like, okay, so if I'm doing that, I'm probably doing it correct. I'm like, absolutely. And it's okay. You know, in the it's short okay. term, it's okay because, you know, you used to have the slice and you aimed left. You might do it correctly aiming left and hit a couple left. But if you do, all right, then I did it correct. And you get to start to work on that aim. And just understanding those two ball flights with that pattern. Awesome it was stuff. unbelievable. Yeah, and I think that's what really good players do. Right? Jackson, awesome stuff. Awesome info. We're up against the clock here. Thanks for taking the time to sit in with me, everybody. Jackson Court at Jackson K Golf. I'm Tony Ruggiero. The Dew Sweepers Golf Show is going to be right back with more help for your golf game. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. Welcome back into the Dew Sweepers, everybody. Once again, I'm your host, Tony Ruggiero, here on the Dew Sweeper Lesson T. I want to remind everybody out there, look, if you want your your deck, you want your backyard to look as good as it needs to so that when you have your company over, you're cooking out – you got to go to Stokely's Midtown Garden Center. My boy Blaine Stokely, he's got uh, – I recently just went there and got some potted plants for the front doorstep and for the back. Beautiful flowers. You're going to find – first of all, they're the most uh, – 
the associates there are the most knowledgeable and helpful of any place I've ever been. They've also got the best selection, the best prices. So check out Stokely's Midtown Garden Center and our boy Blaine Stokely right there at the right there at the Loop on Government. And now joining me, somebody who I mean, he's got the. I guarantee he's got the best deck up there. I've sat out on his back deck during the U.S. Open last year. <laughs> yeah, I, you would think he lived next door to Stokely's Midtown Garden Center. We're talking about my good friend, one of the great uh, great folks in the game of golf that I've ever been able fortunate enough to come across he's helped me a ton helped so many of our players and he's helped you all the dew sweepers out there with the mental approach and the performance approach to the game you'll be seeing him soon on some of our pro work we're going to film in a few weeks down in south florida dr greg carton doc what is up tony what is up great to be back on the show uh and uh i am i'm kind of bummed i don't live close to stokely's i'm gonna have to get online and maybe order some stuff yeah i mean you need to uh, sounds great you really need to i'm telling you and blaine stokely (laughs) you would love him i mean he comes in here and he'll grind on his game i mean he is (laughs) all right oh my gosh yeah and he's got all strixon (laughs) equipment plays the strixon ball i mean what more could you ask really smart man yeah it sounds perfect that's great (laughs) yeah so look yeah you came up with a great topic for this morning, and and I, I think it kind of goes, you know, with things that we've other things we've talked about on this show. Uh, you know, in particular, last week we kind of talked about. Uh, I was talking with Wayne a little bit about how you know sticking with the plan and a process, not re- overreacting to you know mm-hmm. a bad round or a bad week of play. Those types of things I've had to deal with that, as you know, with tour players so let's talk a little bit about not making things bigger than they are sure yeah i think <clears throat> i see it a lot too this time of year you know club championships are going around on at uh, different clubs and you know member guests and you know we tend to put a little bit more emphasis on different events and we make them maybe bigger than they are and and i always like to fall back to this line that uh the only thing that changes whether you're playing in the masters or playing at home by yourself on a Sunday afternoon is the stories that you tell yourself, hmm. right? Like we tell ourselves what it means and what I need to do and all the other things that like environmental stuff, it's different. Like the courses are different and, and I have to make birdies and all these different things that we start to tell ourselves. But in reality, our objective in golf will never change. That's the one constant. Our objective is to make good golf swings. And you can really boil down to that. It's not even hit good golf shots. Um, right. It's to make good swings. So I, I think the message is always don't make the moment bigger than it is. Sure, it's going to be more nerve-wracking in certain situations. Um, you know, there may be a little bit more anxiety, a little bit more excitement. But it all stems from what we tell ourselves. And when you start to, to focus in on that and pay attention to the times you're telling yourself, these wild stories, which are normal, um, it's much easier to step away from it and sort of fall back to this objective. Mm-hmm. Like my objective to- tomorrow is to make good swings. I, I worked with a kid that <clears throat> played in the NCAAs this week. His objective all week was to make good swings. Big event, last event of his career, massive, right, on TV, all these things, a lot at stake. He just kept coming back to that one idea, just make good swings. Yeah, I, you know, and, and I'd like your opinion on this. I, I I say this all the time to students. I said it yesterday. I've got a couple really good college players in town um, working for a few days. And I said that, you know, I learned early on, I heard this from my old mentor that like the best players, 
know whatever it is they need to do to make their good swing. Whatever you know, everybody's different, right? Correct. And that they focus yeah. on doing that each time, regardless of what happened pr- just before it. Whereas, fo- right. whereas folks that struggle and then they, you know, they, you know, they kind of, you know, bounce from program to program or play, don't ever quite get over mm-hmm. the hump, whatever, <laughs> however you want to say it. They're always reacting to whatever the last. They're trying to fix the last shot instead of focusing right. on what they need to do. And I, I mean, I really do. The longer I coach and teach, I think that's one of the biggest differences between those that really get better, have success, and don't. Yeah, that's right. That that's the idea of of, of patience. And, and the message is just keep playing. It's too often when we make mistakes as golfers, our first tendency is to try to fix it when most likely nothing's wrong. Yeah. We just can't swing the club the exact same way every single time, even the best players in the world. So now this also applies to, to good swings sometimes too. And we think, oh, I have to start hitting some good shots and build some momentum. Well, sometimes we get so caught up in trying to recreate swings from the past, good ones, that we miss focusing on the important things that are right in front of us too. Mm-hmm. So I think it goes as far as saying good or bad, the next swing is going to be new. And and the more engaged you are in that moment, the greater chance you have at making good swing. The more you're trying to recreate an old one or fix an old one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just going to create tension. And that and as far as golf is concerned, tension is the killer. Right? You ask guys when they play poorly, what's going on? Well, I just feel tense. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't take much tension to throw off a golf swing. So the idea is we remove that tension uh, by engaging in what's right in front of us, regardless of what's happened prior. Well, and and you you said something there, you know, a minute or so ago, where that I thought was was wonderful, and that is because so many students are like this. They're like this in lessons. They assume that if they hit a bad shot, they did something wrong. You know, yeah, and, right. and, and That's right. they're even That's right. like that. You know, I, there's a girl I teach that you know, really good, super talented. Like if she hits a bad shot in practice, or let I me mean, she she has this reaction. It's like the, it's the end of the world. I mean, so you know yeah. what she's like on the golf course, but she assumes that if she thinks when she hits a bad shot, it's always like I'm sorry. She'll say I'm sorry. I'm like, what are you sorry about? You know, I mean, you yeah, no, shot, no, right. right, yeah, exactly. And I remember once at one of our camps, actually, Lucas Glover was there. Yep, and came out to talk yeah. to the kids. And the message he basically said was, "None of you are good enough to get mad." <laughs> <laughs> and he hit a bad shot. And, and he didn't really mean it in a bad you know, way. He didn't mean it that way. But what he meant, meant was it, it was a really important message that golf is so hard, even for the guys at the highest level, mm-hmm. that there's no need to get angry after a bad shot. We can't control for hitting bad shots sometimes. And, and again, to move forward with excitement about the next one without trying to fix or, or, re, or replicate is really a good approach. And, and it, you know, and obviously the kids didn't think that either, but it was a really good message. And that's what he meant was golf's really hard, right? It, it is. If we spend too much time trying to fix or get mad about bad shots, which are going to happen all the time. Well, it's going to be, it's not going to be very enjoyable. And yet, you know, you, you how many times do folks play great when they go out and it doesn't mean anything? It doesn't matter. Like they're just going out to enjoy themselves yeah. and have fun. Right, they're having fun. Right, you know, yeah. and and again, I, and I know that if you're playing in your club championship and it means so, I, I know that you know it isn't that easy to just say just have fun. But understanding that yeah. it's okay to hit bad shots, I think, is a huge obstacle. That's to part of having fun and to accept all that stuff. Yeah, and and, and my the the thing I hate the most when when golfers say, 
Oh, I played great yesterday, but I was just out there having a good time. But tomorrow's a tournament. And that means you can't have fun in the tournament. <laughs> then why are you doing and, it? And then why are you doing and it? Why are you doing it? How ironic is it that you actually had fun and played well? Right. So, but you, in a tournament, right? you want to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just, and, and people say it all the time. Oh, yeah, it was good. But, I, you know, I was, just having, I was just goofing around having a good time. You know, and as we tomorrow, kind of, tomorrow's the real the real test. You know, and as we kind of wrap this up in the next minute or so, I too, I think that one of the important things for you know, it's it's big for juniors and for different things, is and for folks wanting to get better, is that like you don't have to do anything different when you're playing in a tournament versus when you playing and having fun. Like they're the same. It's the That's same right. sport. It's the same thing. Like you don't have to do something different to be successful no, that's and, right. and don't you think we struggle with like young pros uh high school players college that they struggle with that feeling like i have to do something different or better now because i've moved up this exactly. level or whatever that's right and that's that what they're doing there is, is is responding to the stories they tell themselves not to what's real yeah which is the objective and, and trying to focus on that Awesome stuff. Doc, let everybody know where to find you on social media. You got to start putting out some more of those deep thoughts and deep quotes. We got to wait. Yeah, I got to, I got to dig back in and, and get some good ones out there. Yeah. It's uh, at GC three, Greg on Instagram and, and Twitter. And uh, yeah, I promise I'll, I'll try to get some good stuff out there. Perfect. That's Dr. Greg Carton. He's the best out there. You'll find, look, he's going to be at a bunch of our camps and retreats. If you've got a junior golfer out there, you think could benefit from spending some time with him and us, uh, make sure you go to do sweepers golf.com. Uh, also he's going to be on a bunch of our content that we've got coming on pro work just coming up here it'll be here at the end of the month so watch out for dr greg carton at gc3 i'm tony ruggiero the new sweepers golf show will be back next week with more help for your golf game